Well, you and your house had a good run together, but now it's time to say goodbye. It is. You know the old saying, if you love something, you let it go. If it well, comes back to you, then it was yours. It was yours the whole time. Yeah. So if your house comes back to you, don't worry about it. Right. But uh, if, uh, <laughs> if, if, whether you love your house or you hate your house, uh-huh. some cyber criminal loves your house. They want to make sure that you will let it go. And that's just what you, what happens when you are a victim of home title theft. It's a it's really a shame because uh, the way home title theft works, you could be a victim and not even know it. Or yet. it just shows that it wasn't really yours in the first place. I that's, that's the cyber criminal take. You know, the, yeah. the whole private property thing is a oh, okay. social construct. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So if you if you're AOC, you believe that. Uh, <laughs> if you're a cyber criminal, you kind of will just roll with that. You'll roll it's okay. with socialism for the yeah. time being. Yes. Uh, now you might not. If this does happen to you, you're not covered by insurance or your bank or even comedy, common identity theft programs. They're just not equipped to handle this kind of thing. You need something that's going to help keep you safe, protect your most valuable asset from people like cyber criminals that love AOC. Register your address and see if you're already a victim and complete a uh, a uh, the, the, all the you know the, the initial paperwork. They'll give you the it's really quick and easy. You just register and they'll give you a complete title history of your home, $100 value free. HomeTitleLock.com is the place to go. HomeTitleLock.com. The radio show starts here in just a second. Okay, all right, we, we know that there's all kinds of problems, the world is melting down, but did you hear what Texas did? Did you hear what Texas has done? It's called a heartbeat law. And now they're saying that people with heartbeats, the children with heartbeats, they can't be aborted. <laughs> what are we going to do? My gosh, this is the worst tragedy of all time. We begin there in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. So let me ask you a question. Why aren't you sleeping like royalty? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I understand it for, for Stu. Uh, by the way, I brought you in a new hay sack so you could sleep under your desk another day. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, Glenn, I'm not royalty. I mean, I'm not stew, but I don't have an endless supply of money. I'm not the Federal Reserve, for heaven's sakes. You know what I'm saying? Fair enough. But when you get into bed and lie between a pair of Giza dream sheets, you're going to feel like you're the king of the world. Yeah, that's right. You might even think you look like Leonardo DiCaprio, but you're not. Trust me. Trust me. Those Giza Dream Sheets are on sale now for a limited time at 50% off with the promo code BECK. They're made with Giza cotton, the softest cotton in the world. They get softer and softer the more you use them. They're breathable, they're cool to the touch, and extremely durable. It's Giza Dream Sheets right now, 50% off. And by the way, everything at MyPillow comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't like it, just send it back. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials to get the Giza Dream Sheets for as low as $49.99 with the promo code BECK.
I want to tell you a story of something that I've been thinking an awful lot about uh, over the last few days. And I just want you to I just want you to go with me here for a second. I'm not I'm not going to take you where I think you think I'm going to take you, which is to Afghanistan. Destination of this is in another port. It was 1939. A ship sailed from Europe. He was flying a Nazi flag. On this ship, there were 937 Jews. And they were fleeing the dark persecution that had already descended on Germany. These 937 Jews, they sailed to Cuba first. But the Cuban government refused to let them stay. So they went 90 miles north. They sailed to Miami, renewed hope. But a desperate cable to President Franklin Roosevelt was ignored, and the U.S. denied them entry. Supposedly because, you know, immigration quotas were already full. Gosh, those darn Democrats. They tried Canada next. Canada denied them. Canada's immigration minister said, if these Jews were to find a home in Canada, they'd be followed by other shiploads. A line has to be drawn somewhere. Indeed, the line was drawn. The 937 Jews had no choice but to sail back to Europe. Some found means of escape from Germany. But hundreds of them ended up in Nazi concentration camps. 254 of them were murdered in those camps. Why? Because we didn't see them as people. Imagine over 900 undesirables being shipped to their deaths. Well, that's what happens here in America every single day. That's what happened in America last year alone. America disposed of 354,871 people in the safe and convenient ovens known as Planned Parenthood. Well, finally, to quote Canada, you got to draw a line somewhere. Finally, yesterday, the state of Texas drew that line. A new abortion law went into effect, which essentially bans abortion after about six weeks of pregnancy, when a heartbeat can be detected. I know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, that's not a baby. It can't survive outside of the womb yet. Oh, okay. So when a preemie is born, do we... Do we put them into the incubators or do we just let them go? They can't survive outside of an incubator, so they're not really people. How about the people who are mentally delayed? Well, until they're not mentally delayed, they're not really people. This is a crazy idea from Texas. I, I'm telling you right now, that is nuts. Don't kill people who have a heartbeat. <laughs> wow. They're out on the edge. This crazy idea to save the lives of the most vulnerable 
defenseless humans is so outrageous that President Biden had to release a statement condemning this monstrous law because it, quote, I think somebody at the White House interpreted that as saying it blatantly violates the constitutional right established under Roe versus Wade. Doesn't that sound like him? And it will significantly impair women's access to health care that they need, particularly for communities of color and individuals with low incomes, end quote. So kill more of the black babies? Whoa, that's exactly what Margaret Sanger said. You guys are so much alike. And you're trying to tell us you're not like an early 20th century progressive. You're trying to tell us you don't believe in eugenics. Come on, you crazy kids. So let me get this right. Lunch Bucket Joe got to make sure the babies from these colored communities uh, have an easy path to the human ovens. It's healthcare, man. Come on, man. No joke. A lot of time when the left loses its mind over something, you pretty much know you're on the right track. You know, when you have enemies and they're on the far left, you're like, all right, I think I'm going to print up some T-shirts. They hate me. Every Texan should feel proud of their state today. Since the left is calling us the American Taliban because of this law. And you know the American left, they are all, let me tell you, as somebody who's been over to the Middle East and has people on the ground in the Middle East right now, I can't tell you how many leftist organizations we're working with to try to rescue those women and children. Oh my gosh, they're just everywhere and possibly invisible because we haven't seen any. Let their hatred flow. And you know what? We're already, we're already in a cold civil war. We do live in two countries. And I'm fine. You want to go ahead and do abortion and kill babies? I think it's wrong. And I'll fight you in every way that I possibly can in the progressive way of slowly changing the laws. But I personally think Texas will be blessed for this. And, you know, go ahead, make your state as evil as they come. Let's just watch the results. There is good versus evil right now. And I'm thrilled to say that I live in Texas, who has made the choice for life. Now, that doesn't sound like the American Taliban. You know, because you know what the American Taliban would do? Um, well, they do what they're doing right now, you know, over in Afghanistan. And that's cut the tongues out of people who disagree with them. But we need to watch them. They need to prove themselves. We got to see what they're doing. We have to watch them before we deem them an enemy. I know. I know if you interpreted for the United States, they're just cutting the tongue out of your out of your face. No big deal. Right. That happens all the time. We have a fundamental duty to protect life. It's not rocket science. It's called baseline humanity. 
So a note to the president and his enlightened allies. What are you thinking, man? Come on, no joke. Honestly, have you thought for more than two seconds? What abortion is? Seriously. Americans are disgusted and fed up with your lies. We're not going to take them anymore. We're not going to participate in them anymore. We're sick of the insanely arrogant way that you commandeer language and assume that by tweaking a few words, you can magically create a new truth. It's reproductive care. No, it's not. It's killing kids. That's what it is. Killing kids. Planned Parenthood basically is just a new form of the Nazi oven. It started to thin out the herd, get rid of the undesirables. And then they decided after visiting Germany, no, it's reproductive care. It's family planning. Oh, okay. It's pro-choice. You can dress up the words all you want, but you can't forever disguise killing. The science you know, follow science, you know, that crazy thing. The science of abortion is indisputable. It terminates life. Well, Texas is saying no more. It's almost 50 years in this American Holocaust. And Texas is saying no more. I think we're done with that. Now, you can be furious at Texas over the election laws. Oh, my gosh. Worse than Jim Crow. I think that the people who lived under those Jim Crow laws might disagree and think that you're an abomination or the mask mandates. Oh, that's great. Or, or I love this one or don't go to the hospital if you haven't had a vaccine because we're going to force everybody. We should just force everybody to have a vaccine. My body, my choice, my body, my choice. We, we could debate some of those things. But the fury over the Texas abortion law is totally misguided. Because defending life is non-negotiable. They've been saying all week, you're only saving Christians. No, no, no. Then why did Facebook land in a undisclosed country and take all of the people on our plane 50% of them were Christians. They said that some of their people that they were trying to save were on our plane. You're welcome, Facebook, first of all. You're welcome for the Nazarene Fund to get your people out. I've got a lot more questions on this later on the program. But no, no, you don't need to. Oh, stop, stop, stop. You don't need to thank us. No, 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 no. You don't need to thank. You know, in fact... You should play with our algorithm a little bit more to suppress us. But you're welcome. But we're not just saving Christians now, are we? Gosh, that's weird. You know why? Because we believe all humans should be able to survive and not have their tongues cut out. Not be tortured, not be raped every day, not be sold as a 12-year-old bride. I know it's crazy. It's crazy. But I like to call those basic human rights. Texas is on the right side of history here. And for half of the country who are willfully blind to the horrors of abortion, and you are, 
You won't look at what it is. I can't see that. I don't want to look at that. Why not? It's just a surgical procedure. You don't want to look. I can't look and see if they're pulling the, the arms and the legs off of babies and putting them into a Petri dish. Why? It's just a cell. It's a clump of cells. You know, it's been running through my mind a lot. And they were written by a guy who was very anti-slavery. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was he was the guy who actually put it in the Declaration of Independence. Others took it out. His name was Thomas Jefferson. And when we didn't stop slavery, he wrote these words. The God who gave us life gave us liberty. Indeed, I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just and his justice cannot sleep forever. I promise you those words are true and those words are about to come to pass i'm glad i live in texas a state that is at least trying to be on the right side if you had to create a highlight reel of your life what heartwarming memories would it include the family milestones, like, oh, when mom aborted my brother and sister. That was, oh, no, you don't have that one? Oh, okay. How long would it take you to, was that inappropriate? Should I apologize to Legacy Box? Okay, sorry, Legacy Box. How long would it take for you to dig through every picture in every album, those old videos? Can you, honestly, I have stuff that I sent to Legacy Box. I don't even recognize the format that it was on. Do you have any of those two? Like, I have tapes of my children. I don't even recognize. I don't know what kind of machine that even was. (laughs) Let alone how to find one. Right. Right. I mean, it's like, those are gone. (laughs) Unless you have Legacy Box. This week, Legacy Box is offering 50% off at LegacyBox.com slash Beck. So you can turn a lifetime of memories into a highlight reel in, in any format that you want. And you get all the originals back. Legacy Box. Now, here's the key. It's 50% off now, but you don't have to send the box in now. You're just paying for the box right now. And so you'll be able to have that 50% off and honor the moments that have shaped your family. Take advantage of this exclusive offer today. Then use their kit whenever you're ready. It's LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Save 50%. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. 10 seconds station ID. Yes. I have some tweets here. Uh Uh-oh. From a doctor. Yes. A medical doctor. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. Okay. Uh, This is Dr. Dara Cass. Mm. Okay. I spent last night thinking of medical work around this horrific law. Oh, so she spent the night trying to figure out how to get an abortion in Texas? Well, she said, until this is rectified in the courts, which it's not going to be now. Uh, they passed on that. Well, it will eventually be. It will eventually. Yeah, but but uh, I think you're going to probably see Mississippi come through first and that will answer it one way or another. But anyway, what would I tell my daughter or her friends if they were in Texas? Oh, my God. I know. I know. I know. I know this isn't enough. But as a mom, 
As a doctor, I'm sharing my thoughts. Oh, okay. Okay. Now it's all caps. Get on birth control. Now. Any form that's reliable. Oral contraceptives. Nuva rings. Norplant. IUD. Something. Now. Use <laughs> condoms. With birth control every single time. No exceptions. And this is a good practice for STI protection anyway. Yeah, that's what we've been saying. You've been saying that it's not a form of birth control, but apparently you've been lying. <laughs> that crazy? Oh, my gosh. Do you know what a condom is? Try a condom, birth control, anything. This is the advice she's giving to her daughter. This is, yeah, right, right. We know how much sex you're having. Right. Please just use some birth control. But I mean, previously, this was not the advice she was giving her yeah. daughter. Listen to this. Take a pregnancy test every four and a half to five weeks. <laughs> Quote, buy a bunch of them now. Get them in bulk and get comfortable taking them. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I mean, how much sex are these people having? I don't this know. This is incredible. Uh, so she's going to take a birth control. She's going to take a pregnancy test every four to five weeks to, to make sure if she's pregnant, she can get to the abortion before the six week cutoff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Now, if you're going to buy, let's say, dozens of pregnancy tests, <laughs> right. couldn't you just use that money to fly to New Mexico and get the abortion whenever you wanted? I suppose you, you could. You probably could. Yeah, but you need to have you need to have oral contraceptives, Nuvo ring, Nuva rings, mm. Norplant, IUD, condoms. Even with birth control, you got to use a condom every time. Okay. Yeah, but that's kind of like good advice anyway, right? I, that's what I say. I, I think this is good advice. And how much I do mean, you not want a grandkid? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. She does not want a grand, grand, well, grandkid. Well, of course not. Of course not. You don't want to bring people into this world. When you don't punished want to, with a baby. You know what? I'm sorry. What was that? I don't want her to be punished with a baby. Oh, you say it like that, and it reminds me of a president. Oh, uh, really? Uh, Nixon, probably. McKinley? Uh yeah, I remember right, McKinley, the yeah. old McKinley tapes. <laughs> oh, they were. <laughs> oh, they were great. <laughs> Don't want to be punished by a baby. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, That's amazing. Dr. Cass, what great advice. Yeah, thank you for proving all of our points for yes. the past two decades. Exactly right. You're using this as birth control? Is there a worse kind of birth control than that? You should have been trying all of these things. And then, if you believed in abortion, then you would go to a... You don't use that as your first choice. What kind of... What kind of mangala says, Yeah, just get it ripped out of you. Well, it's better than taking a pill. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We have lots of updates today uh, from the uh, Middle East. Let me tell you first about uh, Car Shield. It's never going to happen to me. Yeah, my car warranty expired yesterday. And sure, the check engine light has been on for a month or two now at this point, but I'm good. The car gods have smiled upon me. I'm never waiting on what's that noise. Uh, That noise is the sound of you getting ready to spend a ton of money to get your car repaired. That's why getting covered by car shield is so important. I've probably saved at least 10,000 on my trucks. I have Two old trucks. We have them at the farm. I want to drive them until even I've said until the doors fall off, even maybe after the doors have fallen off, I still want them to drive. 
they haul hay and everything else, but I don't want to pay a buttload of money to have them fixed. One time, one time, one time into the shop, one car costs $6,000. I was like, why didn't you call me? They said, well, we called CarShield. It's all covered. Give me the keys. I got to get out of here before you figure <laughs> something out. <laughs> I mean, it was a miracle. CarShield.com slash Beck. CarShield.com slash Beck. Save 10% now. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the, this is the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. It's Thursday. Um, Stu's been talking to me about my opening monologue here on, uh, <laughs> on you know, being you know, pro-life, uh, and now for the other side. <laughs> oh, is that? Is, I mean, I'm just saying that's what it sounds like. You're, that's what it sounded that's like That's what it you. sounded like to me. That's what I heard. That's that's what America's about to hear. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's good to see you smiling. <laughs> it you know, is. it's good to see you smiling. Yes, thank you. After thank yesterday's uh, Stu Does America, it where might be, you basically America melted might, down on national television. American might not <laughs> hear that you are completely pro-choice i mean let them decide <laughs> oh yeah and can, people might think you're sane after no. watching that interview thank you, you very know? much for and that. Thank, uh... you. thank you i appreciate it <laughs> i actually watched that interview uh oh. uh oof and uh i don't think i've ever have i ever been like that you were it was just you were raw i mean you came out of a briefing where you got some particularly disturbing news about all of the efforts in afghanistan and everything that's going very on disturbing that we can't really talk about yet but you were just at the end of your rope which is which was understandable yeah um you know of course you didn't handle it well right? <laughs> <laughs> just that i said that i would relinquish my passport and move to canada which i stand by I stand by that. Yeah, no, you 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 stood by it. I mean, yeah. there were a couple of things we had to take out just for security reasons, but uh, everything else we put in there. And you said that, and you stood by it, and um, so I mean, I don't, I don't know that. Criticizing and I want to thank you for putting it on social media. That no, that was nice. It was nice. I do think it was really important for people to see. I mean, I, I to, to see you know with all the stuff you've been doing behind the scenes and all the stuff you've. Everybody that's involved in this effort has had to go through in such an impossible time. I mean, I think it really showed sort of what's going on off the air. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wound up happening on the air, but it didn't feel like it. No, it didn't. <laughs> did you know we started the interview? Yeah, I wasn't sure. I At one it point, I'm weird. like, does he know was, he's on camera? It was weird. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, very weird. But anyway, anyway, you can watch it. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll make sure we send it out again. Oh, thank so. you. <laughs> thank you very much. Anyway, so um, <laughs> Stu's for killing babies. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, really? Because uh, I was listening. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. All right. I was listening to your monologue where yeah. you're like, you know, if you want to, in other states, want to kill babies, go ahead. That's totally fine. I just don't want to do it in Texas. Is no, here's a, no it's, here's okay. a, <laughs> such a jerk. Here is the my stance on that is we're already in a cold civil war. We already live in two separate countries. We do. We don't understand each other at all. Uh, and apparently nobody wants to listen to each other. So you know what? If you are so I just love killing babies. Um, because I'd never heard of something called a condom, uh, then you know what? You should go move to where, you know, you can make all the ovens that you want. We'll continue to stand against it and point to you and say, look at what you're doing. You're killing children. But I'm glad that Texas is standing alone. 
I'm uh, n- not alone. Not alone. Not alone. I, I'm glad we, that, that there are several yeah. states now that are starting to move and say no more, no more. So, uh, and to, just to show, we're both very pro, very pro life, very pro life to, to, to a point that like this word has a negative connotation to it. So I want to qualify extremist. It extremist <laughs> i am a non-violent extremist when it comes to the issue of life i i just i don't Ow. i i i don't see uh, any reason I, i'm not like one of these people like well if you really want it for x y and z reason and what if it's only in this time period and like look life i you know i think people should be able to live it's weird so it's i a think weird stance. i i i have struggled i have struggled with the rape thing yeah, no, I know. It's you know, very difficult. It's very difficult. Um, but I think that puts you into an extremist yeah. category. Mm-hmm. But I think that's right, although I don't want to be the judge of that. I I, I mean, this is not really where we were going to go with this. But no. here, here's how I would break that down for people who are thinking about the, the rape uh, issue. You have three people involved in this. I know. Three people. Okay. You have a rapist. The victim of a rape and a child, right? So you want so, them, you want them punished by a baby. That's what you're. Is that what you're? I, I don't want them punished with a baby. Right. Okay. No, right. I would think that we. I think would all agree, right? Yeah. That the rapist should be punished. Yes. Okay. We would all agree that the victim of the rape should not be punished. Correct. With a baby. I don't no, want them punished no, no. with a baby. <laughs> we would all agree that the, the, the victim of the rape should not be punished. Yes. And we would all agree that the child should not be punished. Correct. So we are left, unfortunately, in a situation where we have to punish, one uh, of the quote two. unquote, one of the two. Yeah. And so you are either choosing to punish the woman. That's a really good way to look at it. Thank you. Uh, you're either choosing no, to, you've, you've to, already made your point, but I haven't finished it. Right. If you're either choosing to punish the woman, it's a little redundant now with, with this child, she may not want and bring terror. And I think conservatives at times blow this off. Just have the kid like this would be an incredibly, incredibly. traumatic and yeah, awful, awful experience. And yes, sometimes you get there are positive outcomes out of it where your child from something like this could wind up being a, a real blessing. We've seen cases of that. But still, think about how you you have to deal with nine months no, of I essentially know, torture, torture. Of, of reliving this awful event. It is an excruciating experience. However, you also have to you. It's not in a vacuum. You have to compare it against what the other outcome is, which is ending an innocent life. You have two choices here to end an innocent life or to have a woman go through a terrible, terrible situation. Neither one is good, which is why, by the way, we've made rape illegal. It's one of the real one of the main reasons because it shouldn't ever happen. But we can't. Is is it right to punish the child who's done nothing wrong? No. Or because the, of the, or the uh, mom. It's there. You're right. They're both really bad. Really bad. And by the way, I want you to know it's not child rape what the Taliban is doing. It's uh, not. No, it's not. It's something. It's marriage. It's marriage. It's child. Ma- it's, it's marriage. Child, it's just it's marriage. Just and they <laughs> not don't, forced marriage. They are not okay. looking at the social constructs of, oh, that's inappropriate. Oh, you're such a tight if you're not willing to mm-hmm. say hey a prude a 30 year old could marry a 12 year old mm-hmm. you know <laughs> there are allies anyway and that's a different story <laughs> providing us security here's the problem here's the problem with the texas law is it doesn't have any teeth to it 
and I don't think it can, but it doesn't have any teeth to it. It is only giving us, giving the average person uh, standing in a court case. Yeah, it's a very, I mean, this is why it's so such a novel approach. Uh, by the way, yes, you sound like you're pro-choice now, uh, and I just want to point that out. Why? Why? Uh, because why you're the one that's saying there's a problem with the law. I haven't even said that yet. Uh, <laughs> yet. But yet. But I do think, I honestly don't think uh, it's going to last in, when it goes through the court system. I, I think basically what it, what it, what essentially, and I would love to hear, I, maybe we can get a legal expert on this because I, I am not one, but if you think about how this works, basically like a woman goes in and gets an abortion at 12 weeks. The, the police can't do anything about it. The, the state officials can't do anything about it. They're prohibited in enforcing it in any way. All it does is that someone, let's say in Minnesota, gets wind of this. They can file a lawsuit against not the woman who had the abortion, but potentially the people. The doctor and the, the, doctor and who the worked nurses. There. And, and it, it actually is super broad and vaguely written. It says mm-hmm. anyone who's a, who aids and abets. The example every mainstream publication is using for that is you could even sue the Uber driver who drives them to the abortion. Right. Now, that seems to be totally. That's where I went. Right. That's when where I they saw that, went. When I saw that law, I was like, Uber drivers. Right. Now, would that. Get em. Would you win any of these cases? Not necessarily. Every every justice, every judge could say, screw you, this is frivolous and we're not going to do it. However, it, it every single time this happens, it's going to cause the abortion clinic, you know, money as far as defending it. And, and it's going to cost the court system and resources. And so, so like the, the idea I think is make it so such a hassle to do an abortion. They just don't do them. Gosh, you right. wouldn't think of the progressives would be against anything like right. that. It sounds very progressive. I mean, it's very progressive. It's like, you know what? Gas station, gas station attendants. You see a drunk person filling up gas. You're responsible and you could go to jail if you let him do it. Wait a minute. What? So, I mean, that is the same thing, except they attach jail time to it. Right. Now, I happen to be a pro-life, nonviolent extremist. Yes. Okay? So I really want there to be zero abortions. Uh, however, it, it, I, I think this, if this was the way our laws worked regularly, we would have like, think if you're It'd in a liberal bad. state and they were like, think of climate change. Every person who has an SUV is affecting climate change. You can sue them. Anyone in the country can sue them because they bought an SUV because we've passed a law that says climate change. Shh, keep this to yourself. Right. Like th- there are a lot of examples of this. I just don't think this is how our laws work. I think what they've done is craft something really interesting and what the Supreme Court said last night was not this is allowed, was that basically it needs to go through the system and we're not going to stop the law until it goes through the system. But even even in the conservatives in the court seem to express some doubt, some doubt whether this would last. Yeah. Now, the, the conservatives have also made the point over and over again that what the left is doing lately is every law they don't like, a justice comes in and makes a national injunction against it. And stops it from being implemented and doesn't allow it to go through the system. And that's what the conservatives, I think, are standing up for here. Not necessarily even this Texas law. They're standing up for the ability for these things to go through a system and go to the Supreme Court the way they're supposed to. Don't cut the corners. You know what I really like about the left is the way that they hang everything on the Supreme Court until they go against them. Oh, yeah. And (laughs) the minute they go against them, like, you know, did you see that, that New York is extending the uh the 
you know, what do you call it? The the pay no rent. Oh, the eviction. Yeah, ban. the eviction mm-hmm. moratorium. Mm-hmm. They're expanding it. What do you get? Wait a minute. Just, I mean, how are, you, well, okay. how are you doing that? Process-wise, though, what the Supreme Court said on, on that one was, you can't have the CDC just blanket do this. They don't have the power. Oh, okay, so, so they the could, state of New York does? They said Congress could pass a law, and, and the state, I think, certainly could pass a law. Now, I, I would, I would argue... Reason number 575,871 <laughs> not to live in New York. Now, I would say, again, I disagree with that. Like, I don't think... A state can pass a law saying you can't evict the people you're in. The, I don't that's think that's insane. Right. And I don't think that would hold up in court either. However, that's not what the Supreme Court uh, came down with on the eviction ban. They said the CDC can't do this. If you want to try to do this, go through Congress and we'll deal with that. But again, even that, I think, is ridiculously unconstitutional. You, it it completely flips the free market on its head. Yeah. There, there's, there's no, there is no such thing as private property. Like, how could you sell anything? No, you like, can't. Like, if you were going to sell a car, mm-hmm. I'm going to sell a car, and you have to make five years of payments, and then at any point, someone can just step in and say, well, you know what? Ah, three years, forget it. They only had to make three years of payments. Sorry. What do you, well, why would anyone ever sell a car again? Because I might get... I might only get 60% of the money. I may get 10% of the because money. Because if the government is the one that is the backstop, that's that's why you're not hearing this argument on student loans, mm. because the government is the backstop. Right. So nobody cares. They'll, they'll okay, well, we'll make the loan. We're going to get our money. Right. And that's, you know, of and course, that, wrong for other reasons. It's, it's wrong all the way around. <laughs> it destroys the free market. It is why our uh, our schools are so expensive. It's one of the reasons. Because people wouldn't be able to do it unless the government was doing the loans. Because most people would go in and try to get a loan for, you know, $250,000 worth of education for feminist studies. And they'd go, I don't, I think you're kind of a bad risk. Yeah. I think you're a bad risk. (laughs) All right. Our sponsor this half hour is Tuttle Twins. You want to, you want to learn, and we should send this to uh, Joe Biden. Uh, and the rest of his crew, uh, the Tuttle Twins books. And I would start with the ones that are for little kids, you know, uh, about the free market. These these are books, you know, I've, I, I, I like Hop on Pop. I really do. I like Hop on Pop uh, because they're simple and they're fun and I don't want my kid. But it is our responsibility to teach our kids and so the Tuttle Twins, the story of these, uh, these kids that learn all kinds of different things, they learn why democracy or a republic works. They, they learn actually like principles from von Mises. I mean, it's, uh, they, they learn the free market and why it works and why it's fun good. way and a fun story. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not like, like man, uh, <laughs> then Mr. Von Mises. Yeah. Assuming he was a mister. I don't know how his pronouns, so I apologize for that. Anyway, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. These are really good books for you as a parent or a grandparent. It's our responsibility to make sure that we are fighting this indoctrination and filling our head, uh, filling our kids' heads with the truth. Get 35% off now. They'll even throw in all their activity books for free. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Thank you so much for uh, uh, listening and tuning in. Last night, uh, the Stu Show. Stu Show was kind of apocalyptic. Um, Had uh, a real meltdown uh, on yesterday's show because I found out some things that our government is doing 
that will be exposed that is just uh, beyond understanding beyond understanding am i correct to assume we are not at the time we can learn more about the story we're not we we're we're not clear to understand the story any better than yesterday correct and we're not in until uh we need to uh until we have done all we can we're gonna just play nice play nice as long as we possibly can without being part of the system Mm -hmm. uh and document everything that is happening as well uh and then uh, i'm telling you justice will come justice will come and we should make make it clear too. correct me if I'm wrong here, that there have been real issues uh, and barriers put up in this effort. But there's been a lot of good done. As yeah, well. and that's there's the a, problem. There's yeah. a lot of good people on the inside mm-hmm. that know what's being done is evil and are doing and working day and night. And I don't want to. And there's been a lot of success stories. Though, a too. lot of success mm-hmm. stories. A lot of success stories. Over 8000 people now oh, wow. have and and. That is, uh, just leave it at that. 8,000 people uh, have been uh, rescued now because of this audience. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, back in just a minute. No matter how you're feeling, there is no denying getting back out there and kind of an adjustment. So when the world gets too loud, I create my own soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. Sometimes you need upbeat music to pump you up before you see people or to stay calm with a soothing voice or melody. And no matter your soundtrack of choice, Raycon are the best way to listen. They come with a bunch of gel tips for your comfort. And unlike some other brands, they don't stick out of your ears like little teeny white golf clubs. Raycons have a 32 hour battery life so you can listen to what you want when you want for a really long time. Raycons also start half the price of other premium audio brands and sound just as good. And they come with a 45 day happiness guarantee. Get 15% off Raycons at buyraycon.com slash Beck. That's buyraycon.com slash Beck. 15% off your Raycon order. Buyraycon.com slash Beck. Thank you very much, Hillary. Uh, let's talk about Bilt Bar. There's a new snack in town, and its name is Bilt Bar. In fact, it's not a new snack to me, I will say. This is something that has been in my home for a long time, because my wife, Lisa Page, uh, she found these things a while ago and started talking about them all the time. And now there's always Bilt Bars in my fridge. She likes them chilled. If you get your Bilt Bars, she, would, she wants me to recommend to you to make sure they're chilled. That's how she likes them. There's a box of pistachio right now in my fridge. But I don't know if you've tried that one yet, but the pistachio one is is uh, is out now. You can I think you can get it. Uh, so pes, uh, pistachios, I think. You have pistachio ice cream. It's for snobs. <laughs> I always thought it was good. Well, you're a snob. But I'm a snob. You're so a snob. There you go. You're a snob. <laughs> uh, low calorie, low carb, high in protein, high in fiber. <laughs> they taste delicious and they're good for you. Yes, it's true. Built.com is the place to go to get them. Built.com, the promo code BEC15 will save you 15% off your first order. Give it a shot. I mean, they have the uh, the mixed box. You can get, I think it's nine different flavors, yeah. two of each. They're great. Yeah. They're great. It's built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. You're going to save 15% off now at built.com. Radio program continues in a minute.
Hello, America. It's Thursday. I have an update for you. Just over 8,000 people have been pulled out of the fires of hell in the Middle East because of you. That number is the most conservative number I can give to you today. Uh, And that's a remarkable thing. 8,000 people have been taken and they're safe today. And your generous donations continue to come in. It is, (laughs) again, it's a, a remarkable, remarkable thing to see what you have been giving. We're now at... 34,182, uh, sorry, $34,182,849.54 at the NazareneFund.org. I can't tell you what a blessing this is to so many people, so many organizations who just don't have the access to an audience like mine. And they are struggling and doing great things. And I want to introduce you to one of those organizations in just a minute. Stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. I also would like to, uh, this hour, I think I want to, I want to just pose the question, why did the Biden administration request a funding increase for Afghan security forces to $3.33 billion for next year why 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 is that are we just bearing that why what is i'll get into that here in a little in a little while uh, look i i'm a uh, i'm a libertarian at heart i'm a constitutionalist and i believe maximum freedom maximum freedom but with that comes some responsibility and part of that is i'm not going to impose my values on you Uh, I'm going to hope that we're all good people and we all believe in maximum uh, uh, freedom for each other. And I'm going to preach those things as much as I can. But I'm not going to tell you what you can and can't do. This is really important when I tell you about Video Angel. Vid Angel is amazing. Vid Angel is uh, is the best thing I think you can do for your family if you want to watch entertainment from Hollywood or from television, Netflix, you know, or uh, Amazon Prime, it's almost impossible to find things that don't have, you know, just, hey, why? They just met and now they're completely unclothed. I used to tell my son they're looking for cookies in the bed. That's what they're they're, I think they had Oreos in the bottom of the bed. And that's what it's like. Anyway, uh, you got to, I mean, how do you do it? How do you do it? How do you find things to watch on TV with your whole family? Just even you. I don't want somebody imposing their morality on me. I may be stronger or weaker. You know what I mean? I want to set the parameters. And that's what Vid, uh, Vid Angel does vidangelbeck.com you go there use the promo code beck1 you can try it for a month for only a dollar i'm telling you once you try this you're gonna love it uh for only a dollar you try it for 30 days choose from over 2500 movies 11,000 tv episodes new ones are added every time a new one comes out they add them you can try it for only a buck and you set the filter so you can say i want none of this uh, but I don't mind this. I don't mind the violence, but I don't like the language. Whatever it is, you choose. 
It's vidangelbeck.com. Use the promo code Beck1. Vidangelbeck.com. A man that I am truly proud to call a friend is the right reverend Johnny Moore. Uh, he's the author of The Next Jihad. Uh, and uh, he also is um, uh, a part of the K Company, kcompany.com. He is one of the leaders that is trying to save Christians all across the world. And it is really bad. And I wanted to talk to him about the Afghan alliance uh, here. Hi, Johnny. How are you? Hey, Glenn. Good morning. Hey, by the way, congratulations. I, you got like, I don't know, humanitarian of the year or something like that from the Simon Wiesenthal Center. I think it was last week and I found out about it. it, it I mean, that's that's quite an honor. Look, I mean, Glenn, uh, all, all of us uh, have the opportunity to impact people's lives because of people helping us. And, and, and the, the fact of the matter is you raised your voice and your audience responded for years you know, on, on, on these issues. And, and every single person that has supported the Nazarene Fund that has responded to your call to action, you know, they get to tell their future generations that they were involved in saving the lives of of generations of people. I mean, because that's what it is. When you save one life, you don't just save one life. You save the family, you save their children and their children. And you have shown all of us uh, what is possible if we just like, don't just pay attention and pray and care, but like take action. And because of this, you know, people, people's lives are saved. It's really amazing um, that you would bring this up because I've, I've thought of, you know, I'm, my last name is Beck, uh, and, you know, that's obviously German. And while my direct descendants are, are here, were here in America by the late 1800s, and some of them in the mid, um, they, I know that I have relatives over there, and I wonder, what side were they on? Did they do anything? And it was really important for me when I did my genealogy to see that I had two great-great-uncles or I don't know what they were, but they were lived in the time of the Civil War and they fought for the North. Uh, one of them died in the notorious uh, concentration camp for the South uh, and one really never recovered uh, from it. But they were on the right side and that meant a lot to me. And this this time is like those times. That's not an exaggeration, yeah, I mean do you think? No, I, I, I don't think so. I, people don't know the difference between good and evil right now. And, and if you do see the difference between good and evil, you, you, have, to, you have to act and you have to respond. And you know, one of the things that's just driving me insane this morning is the news you know, coming out about uh, the, the Biden administration already, uh, literally today, a, a, a anonymous senior government official, which is probably Rob Malley, the Iran envoy, in the press talking about American willingness to negotiate with, with Iran again. You know, the, the fact that the, the Taliban was meeting uh, in Beijing with the Communist Party two weeks before, you know, they, they, they started their, their, their march in, in, in Afghanistan. And we're living in a time where the, the, the people with the most power in the world, you know, our governments, you know, allegedly, they don't see the difference between good and evil. But the truth is, we have more power than our governments when we decide to raise our voice and act. And that's what we've seen in, a couple, in, in the last couple of weeks. We've seen Americans 
that said, if our government's going to screw it up and they're not going to save lives, well, we're going to take the situation in our own hands. And we've saved thousands of lives because of it. But you know what? It's about the next battle. It's about the next the next crisis. And and a lot of people are really fearful that the Biden administration is going to turn around and do in Iraq what we just saw happen in Afghanistan. And I can tell you, I can tell you, if you think what we've seen over the last two weeks is awful, we haven't seen anything like it. Uh, if 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 they go turn around to do the same thing in Iraq, you don't think they you don't think they are, do you? Are they seriously but, but considering Glenn, that? Glenn, Glenn, I know that they are. Oh, my God. I know that they are. They're, t- they're, they're talking about it. They're, c- they're considering it. And we have to remember, you know, n- now you start looking at things differently. I mean, our, our, our defense secretary, you know, L- L- Lloyd Austin, and, and, I, and, it, and it's a good opportunity you know, to, to remind everyone that no one in the U.S. government has been held, held accountable for, for the, uh, the, the debacle that we just saw. But Lloyd Austin uh, was the senior U.S. military officer in charge of the withdrawal in 2011 from Iraq. And, and this weekend, I was just sort of reading around, and I found a news article from The Atlantic in 2016, looking back at the Obama administration, and it quoted the fact that Lloyd Austin, our Secretary of Defense, was the one who told the, uh, President Obama uh-huh. that, the, that the ISIS militants were the JV team. They would be a flash in the pan, and history is repeating itself. And, I, and I'm just telling you, I'm telling you, if they move in the direction of making a deal with Iran, of letting the Communist Party of China, you know, in effect, take over Afghanistan That's and happen. withdrawing from Iraq. I mean, this is a war. Uh, this is a war in the Middle East like we feared for a long time. This is this. I mean, yeah, maybe one that's been foretold for a long time. This is a block uh, that is influenced and protected by China. Uh, railroads right over um, India, through Pakistan, through Afghanistan, into Iran, and possibly into Iraq and Syria, you've got a line to the Mediterranean Sea. I mean, it's, that's, that is, I mean, for as, as good as things were getting in the Middle East under uh, uh, Donald Trump, as amazing as that was, this is just as far in the opposite direction, maybe even further. We, we, had, we had just come out of the greatest era of stability and prosperity in the Middle East that we maybe have, have, have seen. And, and now we're seeing the keys of the Middle East handed over to the Communist Party and the mullahs in, in, in Iran. And this has to stop. And, and we have to keep saving lives, too, because all of these people are, are, are in, in harm's way. And we have to make sure that the that, that our elected officials aren't you know, able to just move on for this. I mean, at a minimum, you know, a, a lot a lot of Americans, you know, my faith votes did a survey that said that 91 percent of people of faith in America think that an impeachment inquiry should be open. There's a lot of public opinion here. At a minimum, Senator Chuck Schumer should call the whole Senate back to Washington, D.C., and exercise a unanimous censor resolution of the president of the United States. Don't allow the White House to spin this story in the way that Americans don't believe it anyhow. But it's time for our elected officials to hold them, hold them accountable. But the clock is ticking. We have to do more to help to help more people now, because I, I'm, I'm afraid to say that this is not the, the last chapter in this awful story of the summer of 2021, it may very well be the first domino to fall. And what happens in the Middle East 
affects it, us, it, the whole world. It always comes back here. Um, uh, do you have any timeline? Have you seen anything on timelines on Iraq and what the signs are that we should be watching for? You know, we, the administration has already talked about, you know, draw, drawing down, drawing down troops uh, in, in, in Iraq. And the fact that on this very morning that you have government, senior government officials speaking unanimously to the press about engaging Iran. If we pull out of Iraq entirely, we are handing the keys of Iraq uh, to, to Iran. And the ambitions of Iran have always been regional. They've been, you know, in fact, they talk about it openly. They've wanted to have influence in Afghanistan. They've wanted to have, they've wanted to basically run Iraq. They, they want, they've wanted in the past to take over Bahrain, you know, the country that has, uh, made, you know, was at the heart of the Abraham Accords. They would like to surround the, the oil rich Sunni majority kingdoms and essentially export their Iranian religious revolution, their extremism, but also take all of the natural resources and remake the world in their image. And for an administration that, 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 that acts like they are the great champions of human rights, every minority, every religious community, every member of the LGBT community, every single person, every single one of them, they are facing not the prospect of death, imprisonment, the loss of their li- livelihood in future generations. It's not the prospect of it. It is going to happen if this, if this takes place. And I, I, just, I just want the Biden administration to sort of like save us the moral platitudes and do your job. And the first job is to protect American interests with our foreign policy, not to lead from behind and to hand the keys to tyrants, whether they're in Beijing or Tehran. Uh, Johnny Moore, thank you so much for bringing us up to speed on this. Uh, I have been I have not seen that story today, and that is extraordinarily important. Um, uh, Thank you. Thank you very much. Johnny Moore, uh, you can follow him at thekcompany.com or on Twitter at Johnny M. Back in just a second with more. First, let me tell you about uh, American financing. If you're hearing the sound of my voice right now, it is likely that you're the type of person who tries constantly to keep his or her financial house in order because you have personal responsibility. You're a hardworking person. You got a vision for the future, and that's what you're working towards. And you want to do everything you can to achieve that. Well, there are some things that can help you achieve your goals that you may not have thought of. One of them, if you're a homeowner, is getting a refi on your house's mortgage. The interest rate is insanely low for the better part now of two years. And those in the know have been calling, you know, American financing to get the process started so they can do that. We're talking about a refi that will not reset your mortgage. You could cut a year uh, off of your mortgage and that'll save you a ton of money just in interest alone. But you can also have a consolidated loan where they roll in your high interest credit cards, get them paid off and and start paying on a much lower interest rate. You can save hundreds of dollars, if not a thousand dollars every single month. Can you imagine that's a twelve thousand dollar raise? Twelve thousand dollars. What could you do with that? Will that help you accomplish your goals? American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 10 seconds,
so Stu, uh, April 2021, mm-hmm. the Biden administration announced the withdrawal of all U.S. troops and then requested a funding increase for Afghan security forces of $3.33 billion for fiscal year 2022. Um, <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> is that money going back to the burn pile? Uh, or are we using this to buy hostages? Uh, we, what are we doing? Who knows, right? We don't know. Oh. I mean, it could be. You, there could be is maybe there's existing contracts that needed to be paid out. There could be a million different uh could be reasons for it i, I would just, like to see them <laughs> i would really like to see them in theory we've been told that they're all all this effort is going into rescuing these people that are stranded in afghanistan <laughs> that we would never leave stranded but okay. we left stranded yeah so maybe that's what it's for uh, my uh, guess is i'm not <laughs> yeah. optimistic over that no but i'm i'm yeah sure i'm i'd like sure to know the answer to that question uh-huh uh-huh and I, I the point about iraq is really is really important too i mean we've already seen what happens when we all just abandon iraq uh, uh we we have isis that's what happened last time so and so i think i would i would assume that biden is probably even more for pulling troops out of iraq than he was out of afghanistan oh, of given course. the the beginnings of both of those conflicts so i I would expect that that's probably coming here in the next few years as well. Can you imagine that? I mean, you hand the Middle East over to the biggest terror state in the world. And you hand over you hand over the entire Middle East and much of really Europe over to China, because now they have a direct route from China to the Mediterranean. The only uh, positive if you want to pull a positive out of this complete catastrophe over the past few weeks is maybe the 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 sane people that may exist with some influence over joe biden maybe the voices in his head whatever they are maybe one of them says hey remember last time remember the last two times we've done this now maybe we don't want to do this again and i know there's a lot of people in the audience who don't want to be in iraq and don't want any um don't want any presence there and that's totally understandable i mean it's a totally defensible position however putting this guy in control of how that occurs is a really dangerous thing not only for our troops for our country for the region everybody let me give you a story today from the washington examiner house democrats on tuesday blocked a gop bill that would ensure transparency on president joe biden's botched afghanistan withdrawal and prohibit u.s support to the taliban They blocked this bill. The Afghanistan Withdrawal Oversight and Liability Act, authored by Mike Gallagher, Republican from Wisconsin, would require Biden to submit withdrawal reports to Congress, including one that details how many Americans remain in Afghanistan and another that discloses any agreements between the United States and the Taliban. The Democrat leaders shot it down. Uh, The move comes just weeks after Biden waived a mandate that would have compelled his administration to provide a report to Congress about the risks of leaving Afghanistan. Biden dropped the mandate in June, arguing that disclosing the information to Congress could undermine the national security interests of the United States. Uh, okay, so now there's there's no oversight. He's just dropping the oversight from Congress. We don't have a king. And. And they're blocking. This is not the only bill that they've blocked. Nancy Pelosi 
it was obscene. I think on Monday or Tuesday, Nancy Pelosi. Is there any other anything else that anybody wants to talk about? Uh, yeah, yeah. We'd like to pass a resolution uh, that says we have to get every American that wants to get out out. We we'd like to pass that resolution. Okay, doesn't seem like anybody's here for anything else. She wouldn't even she wouldn't even let them yeah. be heard. This is something they really do is act as if they don't hear yeah. it and then just move on. It's it's obscene. It's absolutely obscene. Cuz they don't want to be on record opposing that. Correct. And they don't want to support it either. So mm-hmm. they just act literally act as if they didn't hear it. So now this new re- legislation that the Republicans tried to get through Congress that just says you can't negotiate with the terrorist Taliban uh, when they asked for it to be uh, heard. She gaveled it down again. This is the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's me. I mean, you remember when things were simple and I was the governor of New York, right? I bet you heard the last of me, right? That's what you thought. But I'm back in post-gubernatorial fashion to ask you a question. What you feeding your dog? You know me, I'm a dog lover, right? I love my dog. I don't feed my dog nothing, okay? I left the mutt in the governor's mansion to poop on the rug and whatnot. Anyway, good riddance. But if I did love a dog... I would make sure he's eating healthy, which makes make make sure that he's, uh, you know, eating the rough greens every day. Now, now that I got my dog taken care of, now back to the ladies. You know what I mean? Rough greens, not a dog food. What happened to the music? I mean, that that really uh, rather than a supplement that you sprinkle on the food. Dogs love it because it tastes uh, amazing. Meanwhile, they're getting all the vitamins and minerals and the other things that are going to contribute to a healthy life for them. Get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog. You just pay for shipping. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. 833-GLEN33. And check out blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription and support Blaze TV. Hey, just got a... Um an email from Scott Mann, uh, one of our just amazing partners over in um, Afghanistan. He said, Glenn, I uh, want you to know we just got nine Christian boys uh, out and into safety just as the hunt for them uh, got underway. That is fantastic, fantastic news. He also asked me, he said, I just want to read this to you. It was really great talking to you yesterday. I feel like I've been talking to my whole life. That's what happens when you get the opportunity to sit down with another story, storyteller. Anyway, our veterans and their families and our Gold Star families are hurting badly right now as we leave Afghanistan this way. It has also re-triggered an entire generation of warriors from the Vietnam era that watched Saigon fall all over again. He's asking that... Um, I share a video with you and I will share it on my social media. He said, there's no call to action. No ask. It's just a reminder that is the warrior who assigns meaning to um, to uh, her own lived experience, not the critic. These people are really hurting uh, and we have to find ways that um, we can help them and help them heal uh, I know just what the last couple of weeks have been life like, and it's it's hell. 
I can't imagine going over there and having made friends and promises and everything else and then have your country betray you like this. I, I, I can't imagine what that feels like. But so far, we have to look at the amazing discipline uh, and the amazing belief in our system from our soldiers. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, there's a lot of countries that their soldiers, you know, would have defected or even turned on that situation. They would have turned and said, I don't care what the higher ups say. I'm saving these people. And that's the kind of thing that we do. You know, others can go out and just kill. We are our soldiers are are blessed with this. This belief in freedom and fairness and to have them stand at those gates and see those people treated like they were and left behind had to have killed them. But they didn't turn against their military leaders or the president because it was a lawful order. They don't have to if it's not a lawful order. But all of these orders, unfortunately, are lawful and they knew it and they held ranks. And that is that should be a real source of pride. These people feel like we do. The ones who are on the front lines, they feel just like we do. They may even feel it more. And they may have grump, you know, grumbled about it. They may speak out. I hope more of them speak out. But they didn't break ranks. And that is, that says a lot about our nation and about our military. There's a couple of other things. Um, Stu, did you, did you send that to me? Um, there's something else that I need to share with you today. Can you send that over to me real quick? Transfer it to my screen, as they used to say in 24. That is what they used to say. Transfer it to my screen. Did that ever work? No, it never did. We never got that one. That and the flying car. Never got it. No. They do have the, that air, what is that airdrop? Where you, on, on yeah, your yeah. iPhone? Yeah, 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 yeah. Slick. That's, That's pretty slick. Like yeah. Transferring yeah, it to it your is, screen. It is, it is. You're <laughs> right. Bit. You're right. It doesn't okay. help stop terrorists, though. Okay. Um, I need to, uh, I need to share something uh, with you. Um Uh, there's, there's lots of things going on, on on the internet and, uh, you know, you have to be very, very careful on what is going on in the internet. Uh, there are stories today being spread around about Nazarene planes in Afghanistan. Uh, and, uh, can I say the, the the rumors are that it's a hostage situation and ransoms right. yeah. and things like that. That is absolutely not true. And I want you to listen to me carefully. I want you to know that the motto, one of the mottos that changed my life. And I hold true to this every day. And especially in these days, I want you to know this is my solemn vow to you. And it came from the philosopher Immanuel Kant back in the 1700s. And he said, there are many things I believe that I shall never say, but I shall never say the things I do not believe. So there may be things that I have to, in this particular case, not say. 
but I won't lie to you about it. I will never say the things that are untrue to you. At least to my understanding. In this case, I know there are no hostages. There are no ransoms or anything else. These kinds of things, people, please, please be careful what you tweet. Be careful what you say. Um, but that is not true. And please, I, I beg of you, if you're looking for information uh, at this time on what we're doing, please follow the Nazarene Fund on social media. Follow me on social media. But let us be the source of telling you things like that. God forbid we will never tell you. I mean, I never want to be in that situation, and we're not in that situation. Um, but please be careful what you read and uh, what you uh, spread. And something that I taught Stu, I think, on the first day as my producer. When in doubt, leave it out. Exactly right. That is. Uh... If you don't know for sure, don't repost it. All of Glenn's most important lessons rhyme. Some people <laughs> they, don't. People didn't know do. that, but it's they true. Do. Mm -hmm. They do. <laughs> Uh, it's a way for dummies like me to remember. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. There's uh, something else that I want to address, and I want to be really clear on this. I am hoping, I am hoping that Facebook is in and doing all great things, and I'm sure they are. But I have to bring this up because these are our people. One of the problems that we have overseas with the State Department is their um, papers freaks. Okay, everybody's got to have exactly the right papers. And I uh, think I think we've been told uh, just recently, uh, no, you have to go to the embassy to get those papers. There is no embassy. So how could we get those papers um, there? There it is absolutely inept at best. However, uh, I'm bringing this up because we have to have, as a charity, this is already our mandate, but the State Department is saying you can't just pick people up and then dump them someplace. You have to have um, a system so they don't become a burden on another state. We got it. Okay. We've been doing that already. We do that with Australia and all many of our other partners. We don't just abandon them. It's ours goes on for two years afterwards. We make sure these people are learning a language. We, we want them to uh, learn the culture, to get a job. And we don't do that ourselves because that would be a waste. There are people on the ground that specialize that uh, in that in their country. And so we just make sure they have the finances or whatever it is. Well, that's pretty unique, I think, um, for uh, for a charity. Well, that is exactly what the State Department is demanding, or they'll ground your plane. You can't take them out unless you have a plan for them. Okay, we got a plan. Then the State Department said, and this is really important that you understand this. Then the State Department has been saying to us, well, no, that's not you. That's another charity. Well, yeah, but we have a contract with them. So, I mean, I could say, well, you're not protecting the people in Afghanistan. That's not you. That was a private operation. But 
you contracted with them. So you're responsible for it. Same with us. It's a game that they have been playing. Now, I only give you that setup because you have to understand these people we take out of Afghanistan and they do not go to a new home country. They go to a weighing station. Many of these people have been at these weighing stations trying to get out of that country and out of that airport since this all began. Tens of thousands of them, over 10,000 in just one airport. Okay. And we're trying to get them out. And the State Department is dragging their feet and dragging their feet and dragging their feet. I want to bring this back now to Facebook. We have to have paperwork on everyone. We demand it. The federal government, you're walking up the back of a transport plane that's a great transport plane. You don't necessarily have to have all that paperwork. We've already found that there are terrorists that we have transported. Thank goodness they were transported to an Air Force base. We found them and shipped them back. I don't know why we would ship them back, but that's a different story. We have to make sure we know who everybody is. And so when we have a manifest, we know who these people are. We know that they're Christians. We know where they're from. We have their names from another source that was trying to get them out, or we got the source and, and we're trying to get them out. So everybody on a plane is accounted for and on a manifest has to be that way. And when you land, Another plane just doesn't pick them up and take them to another country. But that's exactly what happened with Facebook. And we'd like to know why. And the only reason we want to know why is there were hundreds of people that were on our list. Now, they say, we just wanted to get some journalists out of there. Okay, well, our manifest shows that there were no journalists on there. So they either lied to you or you're lying to us. And I don't think you're lying to us, Facebook. Who are these people? Because they, they didn't have that on the manifest. Now, we are going back and checking all of our records to make sure. But who were they? There were also Americans on that plane. Okay. Well, we landed our plane, and it's my understanding, on the tarmac. As we were unloading, they were loaded, all this whole plane loaded on a Facebook plane to take them to Mexico. Well, we're not taking our people to Mexico. And that's not a slam on Mexico, but we just don't want people to um, go to Mexico, a country that has, you know, some uh, financial issues, et cetera, et cetera. I also don't want to put people in Mexico because the temptation to cross our border at this point is just too great. So we're not putting people in Mexico. And again, if others are, that's fine. We're not. Well, they just took a couple hundred of our Christians, put them on a plane, just said, give us your manifesto or your, uh, your manifest, and, uh, and they flew them to Mexico. We don't know what happened to our Christians. We don't know where they are. We'd like to know that they're safe. We also would like to know, why would you fly all of these Americans as well to Mexico? And who are the journalists? Now, normally, you could just call somebody at Facebook and get an answer. Well, the person that we were told to contact is the, uh, the global 
head of content. Why are they the ones to on a relief fund? Okay, so we called. They didn't talk to us. They were like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, we'll have to call you back and hung up real quick. And then we get a note from them because we had already written and it says, um, well, I'll read it to you. Let me, get me, let me give you a break here and, and uh, I'll come back and I'll read it to you. I'm sorry. It doesn't work. And uh, I'm not blaming them for anything. I just don't trust anyone. Back in just a second. First, LifeLock. What are you doing to protect your kids from falling victim to cyber criminals? Because they're on things like Facebook and Instagram all the time. Well, probably not. Your kids are probably not on Facebook, but you know what I mean. They're online all the time. And that's what cyber criminals are counting on. LifeLock will help detect a wide range of identity threats, and they'll work to fix the problem with you if your data ends up getting compromised because nobody can prevent all identity theft. However, they're the best in the business, and if there is a problem, they have a team to work with you to fix it. So save up to 25% off your first year right now at LifeLock.com with promo code BACK. That's LifeLock.com, promo code BACK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BACK. Save 25%. You are listening to the Glenn Beck Program. All right, so a couple of days ago, um, Facebook just uh, came in and took a bunch of people off of one of our planes and then uh, at a safe country and then flew them to Mexico. And it was highly irregular and very bizarre. And uh, I'm not accusing Facebook of anything. I'm just asking for some answers. So we wrote a couple of days ago, we had 345 passengers who we helped move out uh, of Afghanistan. They were picking uh, they were picked up in the in one of the host countries uh, and flown to Mexico. Your name and Facebook were listed as the POC. We want to know why did you pick this group and where were they taken in Mexico? We're asking because. The, many of those, if not most of those people, were Christians on our list, and we don't just want them dumped somewhere. So they finally, after the broadcast last night, they responded, uh, and this is what we have. In the process of assisting Facebook employees and close partners leave Afghanistan, we joined an effort to help a group of journalists and their families who are in grave danger. I think that's great. Thanks to the leadership of the Mexican government um, uh, in providing the initial landing, the journalists have been welcomed to Mexico. I'm not asking about the journalist. We didn't have any journalists on our manifest, so I'd like to know who they were, so we just have it for our records. I'm asking Facebook, where is the rest of everybody else? Where did they go? Who is helping them? What organization welcomed them and saying just the leadership of Mexico is not good enough? Where is the plane load of others? This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Whoa, what a great day. Uh, the, uh, The Biden administration has just erased from the federal record the report that talks about all of the weapons that were left behind. Um, do we just erase that stuff? Does that mean that it didn't happen now? Is that uh, they've also blocked uh, the uh, Congress? Congress actually, Nancy Pelosi gaveled it down uh, for any kind of 
review and responsibility and asking questions. Apparently, we can't do that. But the good news is the CDC is hard at work for you. And we'll tell you about it in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. My Patriot Supply is probably the best, uh, not probably, I was going to say it's the largest, but it is the best uh, company out there for survival, uh, for survival food. That's their whole mission. And I've I've been with these these people and uh, the people that run it are just really solid, been in business now for, gosh, 15 years and and the owner started as a prepper and then started realizing this stuff is crap. And so he started his own and it is great. And it is the last line of defense between your family and a catastrophe. It is. I mean, imagine being in uh, being in New Orleans or anywhere around there with all the floods and everything else. I mean, just getting to a hotel is going to drain you. Food. My Patriot Supply, their mission is your survival. Right now, you can get a 25% discount on the popular four-week emergency food supply. It is really where your family should be, at least three or four weeks of food. Just prepare with Glenn.com. Just go there right now. Get the discount before it's gone. Four weeks of food per person in your family is the bare minimum. Please go to preparewithglenn.com right now. Save 25% off each four-week food supply when you order. Don't wait before it's too late. Preparewithglenn.com. You know, Stu, what would the two things in government that you would be like, man, I want them laser-focused on things. I want them laser-focused on their job. Now, yes, it's true. I'd like them all, you know, FAA probably should be laser focused on their job. <laughs> sure. You know what I mean? I want them to concentrate on that um, military. The military would be my number one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They should be laser focused mm-hmm. on that. No, no, nothing else. Nothing else. Just getting that job done. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. I think the CDC would be one of those things. Yeah. I you think know? that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. want them. I don't want them concerned about. Some new woke movement. Yeah, I really want them laser focused on is the airlock sealed? Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff. We've that seen kind what happens uh, when other yeah. countries maybe don't have the airlock yeah. sealed so well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, we used to think that no news is good news from the CDC. When the CDC speaks, you're like, okay, why? Why are you talking? What? 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 what what's going on? Is there a seal that's mm. broken? What happened? I saw that movie. That wasn't good. So 18 months ago, we never thought of the CDC because they were focused on their job. But 18 months is like forever ago, right? Now, since the CDC has been able to unable to control COVID-19, they are apparently attempting to control something else. Now, I want you to know, you cannot control COVID-19. Can we please get over this? I told you when it before it when it was in China. If this comes here and goes around the world, we will have to live with it for the rest of our lives. It's like the flu. And the flu of 1918 is still going around in one form or another. It's why we get shots. So can we stop making this into Ebola? It's not. 
and we're going you can't cure it. You can do things to slow it down. You can do just like a flu shot. You can prepare for it. You can make the the symptoms less severe and we should be doing all those things come up with uh, therapeutics that will help Correct. lessen the symptoms Correct. there's all sorts Correct. of things that can be done and but, are being done by right me. right right well as long as they're approved as long as they're approved don't don't talk to joe rogan he <laughs> is i mean we should crucify him i know uh, the media loves oh. this story and, and but by the way the the fact that someone who is skeptical of vaccines or some treatment or whatever, and I don't even know if Joe Rogan really qualifies for that. His comments have been totally benign as far as I'm concerned. And and But anyway, it, the fact that someone who's skeptical of vaccines gets sick is not a news story. It's not. It's not a news story. I will say also it's not a news story if someone gets vaccinated and gets sick. But neither one are news stories. They're not news stories. They're part of a statistical profile that goes on. Some people who think vaccines are really bad are going to get COVID and get sick. Some people who get vaccines are going to have breakthrough cases and get sick. Neither one of them are news stories. When one of them occurs because you know the person's name, I'll give you Tom Hanks. That's the cele- oh, Tom Hanks. That first one where like on day two of COVID, Tom Hanks gets COVID. That one I'll give you. Outside of that, I don't really wow. need to know. I can't believe I'm working with an extremist. Anyway, <laughs> let me go back to the CDC. All right. They they are now trying to control language. Language. Now. I mean, I want to talk about not being able to read a room. Uh, CDC, you really have one job, and it's an important job. It's not like, you have one job, go clean the toilets. You have one very important job. Make sure the seals around the door (laughs) don't crack, okay? That's your one job. And if you are confused by that, all you have to do is look at the title on your card, okay? The D, disease. That's what you need to concentrate on, disease. But not in the Biden administration. No, no, no. In this White House, in the insane asylum that has become this uh, White House, any government agency is able and free and encouraged to weigh in on matters of wokeology. So I don't know if you saw this the other day, but um, I I thought it was worth mentioning here that this week the CDC decided to provide Americans with its new preferred terms for select population groups and communities. Oh, good. I was wondering about this. What select groups and opportunities Mm -hmm. can I learn about their preferred terms today? (laughs) That's what I was thinking, right? That's what I had had it on my calendar this morning, just that way. Right. From the people who... They're not quite sure if the seal was broken right. on COVID. No, who you knows? You might want to. just uh, Anyway, um, that's the lane you should be driving in. I just wanted to let you know. Stay in your lane. Uh, now, I learned, you probably learned, sticks and stones may break our bones, but the wrong terminology will murder us in cold blood every single time. I'm pretty sure that's the way it went. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Uh, so here they are. And if I may quote our fearless leader, this is no joke. No joke, man. This is real. The guidelines you can now find at cdc.gov. You are no longer 
allowed to call someone a drug addict. Okay, a drug addict is off the table. Off limits. You now have to call them a person who injects drugs. Now, to me, that sounds worse. First of all, it sounds worse. It takes 10 times as long to say. And what if you snort your drugs? Exactly right. What if you're addicted to prescription drugs and you're addicted to prescription drugs? You're comparing me with a heroin user? I mean, I'm sorry. I may be addicted to drugs, but I don't stick needles in my arm. Just from the perspective of just economy of syllables here, that's a long phrase to describe Mm -hmm. someone. Mm -hmm. Well, try this one. Stu, Mm -hmm. don't you dare ever call me an alcoholic ever again. Now, some people have a problem. They're like, you're an alcoholic in recovery. Eh, clunky. I'm an alcoholic. Okay. Mm. I am in recovery, but mm, I'm an alcoholic. Okay. Uh, you can't say that. Either one of those. Now, I'm a person with alcohol use disorder. No. No. Nope. Uh-uh. No. That's... I'm not. I'm, uh, I'm a sloppy drunk. That's what I am. <laughs> I'm a sloppy drunk. Again, like that doesn't help. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Don't. Are you not listening to science? This is the CDC. Why on earth are they dealing with this? Uh, You can't call people who smoke cigarettes smokers anymore. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that term can kill people faster than smoke. I almost said smokers. Oh, there I did. I said it. Oh, my gosh. I'm in trouble. You have to call them people who smoke, not smokers. People who smoke. I now I wish. Why on earth would that be better? I don't or know. worse. I oh, mean, it's not please. worse. It's just the same thing. Someone who's a smoker. Why, people, I'm just a messenger. Why you're crucifying me on this? I don't know. I'm not making this up. No joke. This is what they told me. This is real. This is happening, folks. No joke, man. Come on, man. Don't <laughs> refer to someone as homeless. Instead, they are a person, person experiencing housing insecurity. Come on. Just the silly. Well, homeless is too. Mm-hmm. What is it again? A person experiencing housing insecurity. What are we, 15 syllables? From two, seven times the syllables? That's not appropriate. If you were. Just if, because. If we were just because calling- you are. <laughs> You are syllable resistant. A person who resists syllables. No, thank you. you. Are, yeah, because you are a person <laughs> that is resi- you. Uh, you have a syllable. A person with syllable disorder doesn't mean the rest of us have to go down that path. I, I mean, I can kind of understand this if we were going the opposite direction. Right. We went from 15 syllables sure. to two. Okay, right, okay. That makes yeah. sense. No. Okay, um, and you can't say people are mentally ill. Even the people who wrote this list, I can't call mentally ill. Okay, can't do it. Can they be an exception? They are people with a mental illness. Now, you might have detected a pattern here. Yes, okay? I have. All right. Uh, they really aren't that, they, they're not that different. They're just putting the word people <laughs> in front of a lot of it. Okay. <laughs> right, like they're saying essentially, if I could understand maybe their logic here. Is that they're trying to say you are not defined by your alcoholism. The good you news are just a person who happens to deal with this, this the, ailment. The good news is, is that the left is recognizing people as people. They don't normally do that. They've mm-hmm. been dehumanizing people for a very long time, i.e. abortion babies and uh, anybody who disagrees with their vaccine nonsense or any of that. 
you're not really a person. But the good news is the CDC wants us to recognize that these are people. For instance, they're not just stupid employees of the CDC. They are people that work for the dim-witted idiots at the CDC. There you go. Right? Mm -hmm. Or the dim-witted idiots. No, sorry. The people that suffer from idiocy idiocy and (laughs) dim-wittedness that work at the CDC. I'm just saying. Right. So you can't say insane. That's insane. You're insane. What are you, insane? Insane in the membrane. What are you? What are you? you what, what, are you a, what are you? A person with a pre-existing behavioral health disorder? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's effective. Yeah. What are you? What? What? What's the? What are you? Uh, a person with a pre-existing behavioral health disorder? You got to say that a couple of times before it really. Health pre-ex- disorder. Pre-existing health, uh, health disorder. So that's twelve syllables mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of the two of insane. Okay, so rural people. Rural, rural people. people. Does anyone go? Hey, yeah, hey, you. What are you? A rural? And is that a thing? You rural people. You damn rurals out there. <laughs> screwing everything up. Yeah. You're not rural. You're people who live in a sparsely populated area. <laughs> Come on. These are not real. These are real. Go to cdc.gov. People who live in a sparsely yes. populated area. area. If you, you can't use the word elderly anymore. They're older adults or elders that's the only one. Oh, that one's good though we're that cutting elders yeah. is better than elderly yeah. yes i think is. they've improved that I think now that why on earth they're spending their time doing it i don't know but elders is i think faster. They, i think they're pretty sure that all the seals work i think that's i think that's what it is so they haven't led a, a, a particular they haven't funded any research that led to a global pandemic today, today so they can do this they can do this okay, they're like it. hey i don't think we're funding <laughs> anything really spooky in China or, you know, some gulag in Russia. So what do you say we work on language? I think they are still doing that funding, but that's a whole other <laughs> situation. I can pretty much guarantee it. Real estate agents I trust. Great news. Uh, you know how you thought you were going to have to use that uh, second rate real estate agent who barely knows what he's doing, you know, because uh, a friend of a friend or a, a cousin or somebody in your family knows somebody. And they were going to help you make that biggest fan, uh, financial transaction of your life. <laughs> well, here's the good news. You don't have to because of real estate agents. I trust they're going to set you up with not just one good agent in your area, but the best agent in your area. Not just a good agent, not just one, the best one. And if you're moving to a different town or a different state, guess what? We'll hook you up with the best agent that we can find in that area as well. Buying and selling homes was hard before the housing market uh, and the way it went crazy. And what's coming next? There's so much work to do and so much rest on you being in contact with the right people to do everything that needs to be done, both on the selling side and the buying side. That's why I started Real Estate Agents I Trust. It's a free service to you. I'm not asking you to trust me. I'm asking you to just try this out interview these people you're interviewing real estate agents have you ever really done that or just go with the one that you've got uh as you interview these people we just ask you to interview these real estate agents because we put them through the ringer it's realestateagentsitrust.com realestateagentsitrust.com 10 seconds station id shouldn't say real estate agents
those who are afflicted with real estate transactions. (laughs) That's really, that's, that's a better one, though, than real estate agent. Those who are constantly, those people who are constantly afflicted with real estate transactions. (laughs) That's accurate. (laughs) That is much more accurate. Holy cow. This is unbelievable. Can they be, can't. Can they focus on something more important? No. This has to there permeate every level of our society, doesn't it? That's the only the only end. This is just has to take over everything we do is constant focus on idiotic language issues. We can't just speak. Do you remember what Mussolini called, uh, you know, how he described fas- fascism? Do you remember it? People afflicted with fascism. <laughs> no, I don't know. People that are afflicted with gulags. Right? No, it was uh, it was everything in the state nothing outside of the state mm. okay we're there gang we're there well tell me that they are trying to implement that i don't yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not my life but right, I mean, right, it right. is but it, what they but want it's what they want mm-hmm. we are we are approaching where there is nothing disconnected from the government nothing disconnected from politics that is mussolini's description of fascism Everything in the state, nothing without, nothing outside of the state. There is no private life. There is no private property. Right. There, is, there are no individual freedoms. No. They're all just what the state says you can do. Correct. And how can you best serve it? Right. And how does the state, if you don't have a permit to do exactly that or permission, then you can't because you can't farm on your own land the way you want to. You can't build on your own land the way you want to. You can't run your business the way you want to. You can't talk. You can't even have an opinion without it being crushed and scrutinized. You can't be different anymore. That's everything in the state. Nothing outside of it. That's not a good. That's a, we should get off that road. I'm just. We should get off that road. Maybe turn the car around. Yeah, I think that's a, <laughs> it's that same split yeah. in the road. Like, you know, you at know, the end of a road, if it's Mussolini at the end of the road, don't go a quarter <laughs> of a mile down it. You're like, go hey, the other way. Come on down. I got some good pasta. Huh? Right. Yeah, you don't. You no, know, it's no. Mussolini down there. Yeah, you don't want yeah. that. And and there, there seems to be a, a flirtation here with like, let's see how far we can go down without turning into Mussolini. I don't think that's a good idea. No, I think there's full-fledged <laughs> rampant sex going on. I don't think this is a flirtation anymore. I think everyone has their clothes off with Mussolini right now. Yeah, and I don't know. I, his body's just not that impressive. You I don't know. know. I don't. When it was hanging from a piano wire, it was pretty sweet. Mm. He was the, 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 <laughs> not a good ending. For, didn't end. Didn't end well. For, for you know what's Benny. weird? Fascism usually doesn't. No. Not yeah. a good idea, which is why you don't go down this road. Right. You know, because it's usually millions killed mm. and then the other guy gets it. I thought we mm-hmm. had at one point all sort of collectively <laughs> realized this was a bad, bad idea. Road, a bad I thought idea. so, too. Yeah. I thought so, too. Apparently not. I thought a lot. You know, I, that's one thing I, I will say as I have aged a bit. And, and, and maybe matured. Now I'm looking back in the years in my nursing home. Yes. <laughs> and as I've hit, uh, you know, retirement age as I am, <laughs> I've realized that that is one of the things I, I think I did not understand earlier on in life, as even doing while doing this show. Yeah. Like it seems like we got to a point where certain things we knew were true, 
and we would build off of those things. And we might disagree on what direction to go from there, but we knew, like, there, this foundational element of our society is accurate, and let's go with that knowledge. Yeah. Just like you do with, like, medicine, right? The like, you know, right. a, a medication cures something, we build from there. But in medicine, in your first year, you learn all those foundational things. Yeah. We, we stop don't. teaching the foundational things that made us who we are and made us free and happy and able to help other people. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay. You know, there's many sponsors on our show, uh, and there's one that comes to me now lately every day, and I wonder why, why hasn't everyone in the audience switched right now to Patriot Mobile? They're the only Christian conservative uh, conservative wireless provider. Okay, well, maybe you're an atheist and you're like, I don't want a bunch of Christians. Okay, maybe. Um, They're not monitoring anything. In fact, they're using the same cell towers that everybody else is using. Um, They have better coverage. They have the most coverage. uh, And what's crazy is uh, their prices are cheaper and their service department is better. It's voted number one. So what is it that you... (laughs) That you don't want to switch. Okay, those are just business things. Do you know that Verizon is uh, is now talking about releasing records illegally to the government? Uh, probably already have. The other phone carriers are doing the same thing. You know they're paying you know Planned Parenthood with giant donations. Why would you do that? Switch. PatriotMobile.com/slash/back. PatriotMobile.com/slash/back. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. You are? Yeah. Did you use the promo code Glenn? Oh, I did. You saved 10 bucks off your subscription. Oh my gosh, it was great. Okay, I have some really good news. Really good news. Um, I was just writing, in fact, I'll read it to you. I was just writing uh, a letter to uh, Mark Zuckerberg uh, at Facebook um, uh, because we... Uh, we had a problem. We described it last hour. We had a plane land on the ground uh, full of Christians and everything else. And um, they were apparently taken over to a Facebook plane and flown to Mexico. That's not where we were wanting these people to go. They said it had they had journalists on board. We didn't have any journalists on the manifesto. And it just seemed really weird. Uh, and things got a little hostile. Uh, it felt like it was getting hostile. So I just wanted to de-escalate, and I was just writing this to Mark Zuckerberg. Mark, I'm thrilled to hear that Facebook has relocated refugees from Afghanistan. While I doubt you were aware, we were apparently one of your partners on a recent Facebook mission. It was important to me to reach out to you directly, as this is very personal to me, as it was my radio audience that donated over $30 million in the last week to rescue those marked for death through my charity, the Nazarene Fund, which has been doing this work for over five years and has many global uh, partner countries. Earlier this week, we apparently had a plane load of 345 religious minorities, SIVs, Americans, and according to your spokesperson, several journalists that you were trying to save. They did not identify themselves on our manifest as such uh, to our knowledge, but perhaps that was the fog of war and not the main point. What we would like to know is where the rest of the passengers were let off and who was the charity or government agency that is caring for them. 
These people are personal to us and we don't want to burden them or the government, the host government upon arrival. Well, I was just about to hit send and we got an update. And the good news is uh, we know exactly where the Christians are. Uh, There is a mix up in manifests. Uh, and I, I don't know all of the details at this point, but we were digging in. We are, we are really, it matters to us where these people go. And we are trying to do due, due diligence. Now, remember, in 10 days, just our planes have moved about 8,000 people. It's actually, I think, I don't want to say anymore. It's it's at least 8000 people that we have moved. That's a lot of people to keep straight. Uh, So we were digging in. Our people were digging in and we have some answers. And I am happy to say that uh, Facebook has relocated refugees into Mexico. They were not uh, the 345 uh, that we thought it was. Uh, And so everything is great. And. Our apologies for any mix-up, but we just want to make sure we know everything uh, that is happening to to the people that we rescue. We don't want them just dumped someplace and forgotten. And we've been through so much bad news recently. It's nice to get some good news. Yes, it is. You know, obviously, this sort of stuff can happen with paperwork mix-ups and such. And it looks like this one is 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 above board, and that's great. Yeah, and it gets it gets dicey when you don't trust each other. You know, I'm I'm sorry, but I don't trust Facebook. Yeah, it's hard to trust anybody right now. Yeah, particularly in this situation. Correct. But that's why you ask questions, and that's why you try to get answers. Correct. Correct. So we're thrilled uh, to um, report that. And thus ends the good news. (laughs) (laughs) How long do you think the media holds on to reporting about Afghanistan and the things that went on there? Because I do think eventually we'll get we'll get books. We'll get we'll get long form reporting. But like as a an actual lead story, it feels like it's already off the front page. I would say and by moving backwards. I'd say by next Monday, it's pretty much. That's incredible. It's gone. a 20, 20 year commitment. Yeah, and the worst debacle of all time. Really, and I I feel like it's so easy to say that, right? We're critical of Joe Biden. We don't think he's a good president. There's a lot of things I don't like about what happened. It's easy to say. However, I can't think of any time. Any president in my lifetime has ever had this type of combination of extreme sort of ideological certainty and extravagant incompetence. Those two, those two roads coming to an intersection is really remarkable. It's really yeah. for any and, president in my entire lifetime. And, and there's been some bad ones. There's been some people who are really ideological and very uh, incompetent. I've never seen anything like this, though. I've never seen anything so like So I'm it. trying to find a story that I wasn't going to use today, and I don't know if I still have it in my sack of stuff or I deleted it. But there is a guy uh, that, that actually went back and looked, and he was making the case that, you know, Biden, I mean, it is like this, you know, at the end of wars. And he went back to like 1843. And I'm thinking, 
you know, it might have been messy in 1843 or whatever the war was that he was talking about. But I, you know, communication was a little different. Uh, air travel was just slightly different back then. Yeah, since we're talking about an airlift, maybe just go back to the you know the times when there were planes. planes. <laughs> planes. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just, guess we could I, go back earlier than yeah, that. I but even said, that, I mean, I, I, they keep talking about how unprecedented this airlift was. That's because nobody else ever put themselves in the situation. It's not like we have a problem with getting planes off the ground. The military did do an excellent job considering the restrictions they were put under by this president Mm -hmm. considering the situation they were put under i think they did the best they could the best that they possibly could those on the ground i'm not yeah i'm not talking about leadership yeah yeah, we're talking about the the the, the act no one is criticizing the efforts put in by our military members none um and the fact that they were out there hand searching refugees as, as suicide bombs were going off shows their dedication and mm-hmm. they really did try to do everything they could but like it's just a dumb way to measure success you if if you do something incredibly dumb that puts yourself into an incredibly dumb situation that harms all sorts of people you don't give yourself credit for you do if you're arrogant i guess maybe you do i mean the arrogance the arrogance coupled with the uh incompetence is just staggering yeah it's like you know you went and you gambled away your entire family uh savings and you you set your house on fire and your kids are starving and then you go into a convenience store and steal a hot dog and you're like this is the most successful theft of a hot dog at all of all time (laughs) so what (laughs) you've screwed up every element before this i mean you know if we were on an xy chart (sighs) it would be arrogance on the on the side and uh, incompetence on the bottom and we would be in the top right hand corner yeah I mean, the very top. You can't combine certainty and ineptitude. Yeah, yeah. it's a really bad so, place. Let me give you this. Be. I mm-hmm. you know, let's 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 end this break at least with just a little more, not necessarily good news, but okay. fun news. <laughs> good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, how bad? How bad does Biden have to be in his first what eight months mm-hmm. of presidency? Uh, to uh, to have this article. You see a lot nowadays, if you regularly read conservative commentary as I do, but as a conservative writer, I think it's unfair. It's unfair to the 39th president. I think it's time to say some good words about Jimmy Carter and his <laughs> accomplishments that are in stark contrast with his only 18 year younger successor, Joe Biden. This article goes oh, on. That is a it's, great start to an article. Well, right isn't it great? <laughs> you just go through like he is not Jimmy Carter. No. At least Jimmy Carter did this mm-hmm. and Jimmy Carter did that. I mean, it's. I start off by noting that Carter came to the presidency with almost no relevant experience. (laughs) 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 This guy's been in office for 50 years and he's that incompetent. That's you have to be really bad when Jimmy Carter people start to defend (laughs) Jimmy Carter and say, don't you dare compare Jimmy Carter to Joe Biden. (sighs) 
Having frequent pain in your life isn't uncommon. Millions of people suffer from it every day. And when that inflation hits your joints, whether it is from the regular exercise of day-to-day living or the effects of aging, it's like dragging a car around on a chain behind you. I know because I was in severe pain every single day. And when I tried Relief Factor for the first time, uh, to say I was skeptical is probably an understatement. I took it almost against my will. Uh, my wife was like, I'm not listening anymore. And I'm like, it's not going to work. So I was beyond skeptical. I thought for sure it wouldn't have any effect on me. Uh, I will tell you, after three weeks, I was like, no, I just think this I'm feeling better, but it's just, you know, the weather or whatever I blamed it on. I stopped taking it and it all came back with a vengeance. It worked for me. Now, it works for about 70 percent of the people who try it, or at least, you know, maybe maybe these 70 percent are insane. They go on to order more month after month and uh, they recommend that, you know, try it for three weeks. If it's not working for you, it's probably not going to work for you. 70% of the people go on to order over and over again, month after month. I've been on for like, I don't know, two years and it's healthy. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's not a drug. I take it three times a day. Relieffactor.com, 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com, 800-500-8384. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, well, Joe Biden has hit a, another new low. Mm. Uh, as uh, as uh, as president for an approval rating, but it's not necessarily historic. Why don't you explain? So Joe Biden is underwater with approval rating already, uh, which happened obviously just because of that. I mean, he was dropping before Afghanistan, but he crossed the line during the Afghanistan crisis. He's now at 46 percent approval as an average. So that is. Now, that is above where Donald Trump was at this time. Trump it was like 50 or I mean, 45, 44. Trump bounced between 37 and 45 his entire presidency. OK. OK. So uh, it's but not Trump a, is also somebody who I think we should throw the Trump ratings out because no other president had. Remember the pink hat revolution and everything that went against Trump the entire time it was against Trump and Donald Trump was just a different guy he came in with a as a celebrity after multiple decades he was yeah. obviously very a divisive figure mm-hmm. he had major movements against him he, yeah I got it I got it you know, so let's so, throw him out as an anomaly let's look at all of the other presidents okay uh, so Joe Biden is doing worse than Barack Obama was at this time okay uh, Joe Biden is doing worse in approval rating than George W. Bush was at this time. And that's notable largely of, because it's September 2nd, as I say this, nine uh, days before September 11th. And George Bush was not liked at that time. Yeah. We, nobody really knew him yet. Yeah, he. but this before he got the giant popularity burst yeah. after September 11th. He was selected, not elected. Biden is doing worse than even he was there. Okay. Uh, he is... About the same as Bill Clinton was at this point in his presidency. However, that's about to change because Clinton started on a down note and then is in the middle of his recovery Mm -hmm. uh, where he would go rise up to, uh, you know, 59% here eventually. So he's about to be behind Bill Clinton. Uh, Joe Biden is behind George H.W. Bush in popularity at this point in the presidency. He is behind Ronald Reagan at this point in his presidency. He is behind Jimmy Carter at this point in his presidency. Gerald Ford is a little bit different. Uh, Ford 
he's actually slightly ahead of, although that could very well change in about a month where yeah. Ford recovers to above 50%. But we'll see no on that one. No way that happened. And Ford was, I remember Ford. He was just like, everybody was pissed at him because they thought he just gave Nixon a pass. Right. He started off very yeah. popular, then right. did that, and then right. dropped down well under 50%. Correct. Uh, speaking of Nixon, though, uh, Joe Biden is behind Richard Nixon in approval rating at this point in his presidency. In both terms? um i well in i have it in the four i can look at his eight year uh yes it would be yes it would be both wow because in the impeachment was going on well the impeachment re- he didn't really start following until let's see day 1533 yeah. so he had some time on that yeah. one um he so biden is behind richard nixon he's also behind lyndon johnson in approval rating he's also behind john f kennedy in approval rating he's also behind dwight eisenhower in approval rating and he's also behind harry truman in approval rating at this time and so, harry truman didn't have support he started off pretty strong but fell off pretty quickly so he's still ahead of him uh, at this point so the only exceptions you know in mo- modern times joe biden has the worst approval rating at this point in his presidency with the only exceptions being gerald ford uh and donald trump and Bill Clinton is an asterisk. They're basically tied at this point. So it's, <laughs> not, so it's not, not going well. It's not, <laughs> this has not been a raging success. Is so I guess if you were in that. the Biden camp, you would say this is suboptimal. 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 It would be a very good use yeah. of the term. Okay. Suboptimal. All right. That would be. There's optimal. Yeah. This is under this optimal. Is... We'll call it suboptimal. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because, again, this is a guy who's supposed to be a pragmatic moderate guy who I can think see both sides i mean this is the biggest lie of the entire presidency so far he's you know, not that guy at when, all when people said uh, donald trump would lie it was usually an exaggeration or it was just you know it was just part of him okay it was just part of him he, he was you know he is uh and i don't mean this as a slam he was pt barnum you know, he was a guy who was a salesman. You can read his books and he <clears throat> describes, he doesn't use that term, but yeah. he describes you have to show the excitement, right. the enthusiasm about what you're talking about is right. really important. And I mean, so he, he, he told always, us that in advance. Right. He was always like that. This guy is not like that. The The lies that are happening now, George Bush lied, people died. Um, Hello? The lies that are being told now are so monumental and so easily proven, but that may change. Uh, They just removed the list of all the weapons that were left behind on the federal websites. They just deleted all of that. Uh, So is does history have record? Will they have record of that? I think only if we preserve it as individuals because they're changing it. So you can't say you were lying because how do i prove it you just deleted everything this is the glenn back program